Hello and welcome to Minter Dialogue, episode number 230. Today is Sunday the 16th of April 2016, and this interview with John Fortson, who's a filmmaker living in LA, who produced, directed and starred in the much acclaimed short film Rated, which has won 19 film festivals thus far, including at the Annapolis Film Festival where I met him. In this interview with John, we discuss the inspiration for his film, the meaning and purpose behind it, which looks at how society is increasingly able to rate everything and everyone openly. John is an innate storyteller, and we also look at the lessons for brands and marketers who want to create engaging stories. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue Internet Show, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, author of TheMindset.com, that's T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes on the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to the quick. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Minter Dialogue. John Fortson. We met at the Annapolis Film Festival, and I was uh, proud to be a co-panelist with you about how to make a great short film. So, John, welcome to the show. Tell us um, who you are, and what's your mindset? You are in the middle of the night for you, so thanks for being on the show at this time. Hey, Mentor. Um, so great to uh, be here with you. And it was so, it really was a really fun panel that we were at in Annapolis. And uh, yeah, my name is John Fortson. I'm the writer-director and uh, one of the stars of the film Rated, R-A-T-E-D. And um, it's a really fun concept uh, about a family that wakes up one morning and they all find that they've been rated uh, with stars over their head as if they've been rated on Yelp. But it's, they have these stars and the wife wakes up and she only has two and a half stars and she's not too happy about it. <laughs> and it turns out that she has this tone. The family knows about it, but they love her anyway. But she has this tone with everybody, and that's what's earned her her two and a half stars. And she has to go through her day kind of owning up to her behavior uh, to, to hopefully redeem herself without giving it away. But um, it's really fun. It's played really real. And uh, the stars are locked over your head there. You, you can't, get, can't, get them, can't get away from them. And... Uh, people just really have connected to this film. You know, we were talking earlier about um, people coming up to you and I, I have people, the uh, Christy Lynn Smith, the actress who plays uh, Maggie in the film does such an amazing job of, of balancing the gray area of being someone who has a tone and you could instantly kind of take the wrong way mm-hmm. in a bad way, mm-hmm. but also being vulnerable enough to understand that she's a mother, she's overwhelmed, she has two kids, mm-hmm. she kind of expects things to be done the way they should be done, you know, where, and where we probably all give people a lot of, you know, slack and are easygoing about things. Her life isn't allowing her to do that, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, so she's a little more frank with people. And um, so uh, people come up to me after screenings and they say almost to tears and they're saying that I, I identified so much with oh. her. Sometimes I feel like I'm that way to other people. Right. And, and, I, and like we were saying, uh, you know, just uh, the creation of a film or uh, a play or uh, whatever we might be making as artists – uh, really opens up uh, our community right. and brings people to us that we never would have met before uh, to share their stories and how our stories have impacted them. 
and uh, helps us to know each other a little bit better, yeah. which I think is great. It certainly is, John. So you're rated. Um, uh, I got to see and I loved it. And uh, I seen that it's won some 19 film festival awards. Congratulations for that. Uh, of Thanks. course, you've been selected by a lot more. Um, yeah, for sure. It's a, it is a film that is extremely contemporary. Uh, and, and yet at some level, it's always been that way. I mean, mm-hmm. let's say that we've always talked about one another. Oh, you know, he's a this and she's a that. And so that's called word of mouth reputation. So right. we're now in this world where our reputation precedes us and can be Googled. And, you know, if you get into the Uber car, you are rated or can be rated before you, you walked in. So tell us about the, the inspiration, the moment that uh, John Fortson said, well, got it. You just said it. I, I had never taken an Uber ride before. And um, I had written two plays before this. Uh, as I'm always writing, I'm always writing and I wrote some screenplays, but I wrote two one-person shows that I, that I put up and performed myself. And we're very successful here in Los Angeles. And um, all about relationship. Uh, and the, the latter one, uh, relationship in the first year having a baby. And about how challenging that is. And people love the intimacy of how I write. And um, thus, I was standing there one night and my friends were telling me about Uber and how it worked and how, you know, you can rate the driver, but the driver rates you, but you don't know what your rating is. And I just kind of froze as I had this idea about relationship being um, revealed and, and looked at through using a star system. And what if the husband and wife were rated and, and one wasn't rated too highly and they had to deal with that. And what would, what would happen there? And so I was completely inspired. I started writing down ideas and as I'm always doing, I'm always pitching my wife, um, all my ideas. And I, the next morning I said, listen, I, I have to tell you this. And I did. And she immediately said, this is a great idea. we got to do this. And we, uh, you know, we got out our phones and we just started to verbally, um, you know, throw out as many ideas as we could for scenes. And, and it just really grew from there. When, well, I'm just curious. So, you, so uh, your wife is also in the film, right? She does. Yeah. She stars in the film. Yeah. She stars less stars than you star. <laughs> uh, although maybe a star performance. Um, you're, you're going out there with the film, the concept. At what level do you feel like you had to be careful about your IP? when you're going out there and saying this, because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very fresh concept. Right. I I did. I I felt like uh, constantly I had to be very careful about it. And, um, you know, we, we signed NDAs with everybody to make sure that uh, hopefully people wouldn't, you know, talk about it and share it. Um, And, uh, you know, all of the crew and everybody and everybody's been very respectful about it. Uh, But once the film does start to get out there on the festival circuit, it's out there. Yeah. And you own it. uh, you know, uh, as you might know about branding, I, I'm, you know, naive about it. However, I, I, I do kind of feel like, well, if, if you have something that is clever, then you just have to come strong with it and in a sense make it your own so that people identify you with this kind of idea. And um, it takes a long time to write something that is a good script. Uh, I have a feature based on the short mm-hmm. and I spent a year writing that and um, it's, it's really gotten to a really great place. We're looking forward to move into production with that next year. And, uh, but um, 
So my protection of it has been, sure, all of the normal, you know, means of trademarking and yeah. copywriting and everything. Um, but uh, the biggest thing has just been to finish the film, mm-hmm. get it done, and uh, get that feature written so that uh, as I move forward, I'm the one with the idea and uh, I'm the one to come to to make this happen. So It's like we said in the panel, uh, you know, there are lots of ideas out there, but actually getting it out finished the end it's there that's a, that's an accomplishment and plus of course you do it in such a beautiful way so let's um in in terms of the the story you tell you, you know because let's say you got the idea but now you've got to craft the story so with regard to your voice per se in in terms of the way you write give us a little bit of an idea of how you you weave that story uh and and create something that captures us and, and uh, gets into our emotions well, yeah, it's a lot of fun for me. I, um, <clears throat> you know, I I really uh, love writing about relationship and understanding each other. Um, you know, I've been married 19 years now, and uh, so thank you. And it, and it's of course full of ups and downs. And I, I've never looked at downs in the sense of, uh, you know, I want to quit this. Although I I can't say I've never had those thoughts to be honest, but. Um, but I look at them in the sense of how can I understand my partner better? You know, what, what is it about me that's, that's limiting me and my, you know, in, in this relationship. And so it was really fun to explore that in rated and, um, wow. and, and look at her character. Uh, she is the one with the lesser stars and to see her struggling, um, uh, through the, uh, you know, through the film. And what I try to do is I just try to not, limit myself in terms of the ideas that I get. I try to write everything down. Uh, mine as much gold as you can and have it sitting out there for you to pick from and to put into the story, um, setting it up with the problem in the beginning and then uh, moving in through having to kind of deal with this through her day to a big climax at the end where we've pushed the envelope even further uh, than what we expected in the film and uh, where instead of it just being a her problem um, of of going out outdoors with these stars, um, which she she really hates, um, it becomes a social problem as you find that uh, the the restaurant that they want to go to at the end won't even let anyone in unless they have four or five stars. Right. And so then it really becomes an examination of her character and pushing her to the point where she, she has, is she going to take advantage of the opportunity to, you know, come out and apologize and and take Mm -hmm. account for how she's behaved? Um, or is she not? Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's really fun. So for me writing, I, I kind of, uh, try not to judge anything that I, that I come up with, but just try to get it down on paper and try to get the main points and see where they fit in the story and then fill in. How do we get from here to there, to there, to there. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I just try to listen to the dialogue that's going on in my head. Um, I, I'm, I'm one to think that we do learn a lot from who we are and we're the best source of our material constantly um, uh, to share uh, because we all have 
we all are the same and yet we all have our own unique way of dealing with things. And I think that provides a lot of humor. And um, I always write through no matter what's going on, uh, how difficult a situation might be. I think that we all tend to jump to humor to deal with it. And so I, I allow that to happen, you know, in my script mm. and, um, and hopefully in a very witty way as, mm. as uh, it's been perceived. I grew up on a lot of British comedy and I just love that. And I love the, the subtle, really dry humor. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I enjoy putting that in my script wherever I can. That's brilliant. Did you have the end in mind? At what point did the end crystallize? I mean, so in other words, did you start with it from the beginning? Some, sometimes people say, well, you know, you the middle, beginning, and end, and then you fill, backfill. But the ending, of course, is so broad in terms of the societal situation and the hypocrisy of, of the situation that comes in, the, in that restaurant and so on. Yeah, I, um, I think that came to me fairly early, actually, because I happened to be in a restaurant when I had that <laughs> idea for the when they were talking to me about Uber and I got struck and stuck there. And um, so it was just a part of my consciousness as it, as the story kind of spun um, because I, I instantly thought of, oh, well, what if we were limited as to where we could go? Um, it was fun to create sort of the middle of the script to create an almost an obstacle course for her as she makes her way through her day of dealing mm -hmm. with different people mm -hmm. that she has to deal with at her daughter's school. You know, that was her first big thing. The daughter has a performance at school. Mm -hmm. So there was a reason that she, she, she could have not gone, but she does more than anything want to be a good mother. She mm -hmm. wants to be there for mm -hmm. her daughter. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, as, as much as she fights it, she, she makes the right decision to go, but then has to deal with right. everybody she comes in contact with and how that makes her feel. And, and it just kind of, it kind of seemed natural that, um, you know, I, one of the things that, that really came to me early in, in the writing was that I wanted there to be a, a particular pace about the film, um, that we're, once we see those stars, I, I wanted the film first to kind of have a documentary feel to uh -huh. it, um, that we're just kind of watching this unfolding between a, a mom and waking up her kids and yeah. getting ready for school in the morning. And that way that the stars would have a, a, a true impact uh, when we saw them because they're kind of out of our world. Right. So I wanted it to be as much grounded in our world as possible. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then once we see the stars, we're off and running. And so then I would create these little um, spaces in between kind of a more intense situation for us to kind of breathe as right. an audience yeah. and for the family to kind of regroup together and mm -hmm. figure out what they're going to do before they're driven onto the restaurant, for instance, mm -hmm. and, um, and then just hit yeah. with the, wow, this is, as, this is That's what that means. my yeah. imagination. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was fun. So, um, it, the, I want to get into a little bit more afterwards in, into, uh, more about the storytelling, but you chose to have your wife be two and two and a half and you five. And to some degree, uh, this feels like the good cop, bad cop kind of thing. You know, dad's a nice guy. Mum's the, you know, the one who runs the shop and, and by definition is bad. That was that obvious choice. I mean, can you imagine writing the other way around? You know what? At my very first inclination was to write it with, my character having um, 
you know, the, the lower stars. And I think I was just being nice in the sense that, oh, well, I should have the lower stars. Um, Humility. Uh, however, my, my wife immediately pointed out um, that, you know, and I, I touched on this in, in my, some of my other writings, um, like my play, and um, uh, because women go through so much in having kids. Yeah. And usually when they have kids, they they're arriving at a place, a time in their life, a transition in their life when they're questioning their body, their body changes yeah. for the most wonderful reasons to take care of these children. Yeah. But it, it, in our world where we're all about, you know, how Looks. we look and flying around and, and we're in yeah. cell phones, yeah. you know, uh, we're not in touch with almost being a, a, our animal human yeah. being that we are. Flesh and and uh, having kids really grounds you into that. And you look at yourself in a different way. And, um, and, and so I think a lot of self-doubts come up and a lot of judgments come up uh, from other people. And, uh, you know, even career-wise, women sometimes are, are lost in these transitions mm -hmm. because, well, can I still work with kids? And but I want to be a good mom, but I want to I, I only care about being a mom now or, you know, it's just yeah. really changing for them. And so it kind of became very obvious very quickly that, um, that she should be the one with the two and a half stars. And, uh, because I don't think that this is looked at enough in film, um, or, or in stories in general, in our society, it's kind of like, you should just tough it up, you know, Lean type in. Of attitude Lean in. without a lot of empathy toward what, women go through. And so I was happy to be able to, um, you know, give her the stars to illuminate this in the story. Yeah. It's very powerful. One of the, one of the, uh, I mean, obviously there's, there's in this story, I think it's got to relate much to men who, who see that with their wives and, and women uh, who are, are feeling all those pressures in, in this is, this is your first short you've done other plays mm. and you've got your feature coming. How important is it for you as a, a writer, a storyteller, to have a, an impact on society? If I go another way, I mean, you could just have like entertainment and, and give people a moment of, you know, two hours of just, you know, guns and roses and whatever, and da 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 da, -da you leave. What about you? How important do you think it is to have a, something that, that moves people and, and does something transcendent? I, I think it's incredibly important, especially these days where we have, um, uh, you know, so much turmoil in our world and, and people who are less empathetic to uh, other communities and, and, uh, and people of different beliefs. I, I think that the only way that we can really touch each other is through our storytelling. And, um, uh, you know, just to give uh, a core example of how I got started um, without even knowing it. Uh, my dad was in the Navy and he was, he would be gone for a year at a time. And my mother, I don't know why, but she came home one day with this great big VHS player and a stack of movies. And um, it became a big part of our life to watch these movies and, and, and to grow up and, and to sit there with my mother and to watch her laugh and to cry with her and and to talk about these stories and the feelings that were going on. You can watch a movie and just have one moment. The movie doesn't even have to be a, the most fantastic movie ever. But you watch a movie and it has one moment. A character goes through one thing that relates to your life. And suddenly you're able to talk about it and uh, and, re and relate to your mom and or, or to your whoever. Uh, your partner. And, um, 
So I think more than ever, it's important. And, and I, I enjoy that. I kind of grew up on movies uh, where uh, there were a lot of feelings, you know, so um, people were understanding things and experiencing things and uh, it's like ordinary people. And I have just so many great uh, mm. uh, movies uh, in terms of endearment. And, um, you know, as my family, uh, you know, had, had its own issues and, and my dad being away and my mom and dad sure. trying to figure things out. It was, it was a way for me to try to understand uh, what people went through and um, without possibly directly, you know, bringing it up and not knowing mm-hmm. how to do that. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, I think all of us as a people, we don't know how to express ourselves. We don't even know how to ask the questions. And we're so scared mm-hmm. to ask these things. I mean, mm-hmm. all, of, all of our judgments that are going on in the world are just fear-based anyway. Mm-hmm. So the more mm-hmm. we can understand each other, I think um, the closer we are to uh, not being in turmoil as we are. And um, so that's personally how I love to approach my projects. It's almost like these stars become a metaphor for who you are. And I really, it's taking a second degree from this. Obviously, it's stars about saying who you are. But they... The, the, the concept of the stars becomes the object of the conversation, which allows you to explore who you are, which seems rated, of course, as first degree. But it, when you're going into a film, let's say, Terms of Endearment, there's a specific moment. That moment you talk about, it's not something you've lived or actually necessarily anything close to what you've lived. But by talking about it, you end up unfurling emotions, showing something that's happening, and it gets you to other place. Yes, absolutely. So, um, one one of the uh, so you got this feature film that's going to be coming up. Tell us when that's uh, happening and how that's happening. Yeah, well, uh, I, I've spent the last year writing it, and um, I have it with my people now who uh, who are going to be honest with me and give me some notes. I'm on about the tenth draft, so it's you know I've I've gotten a lot of notes. I've even completely changed the script, um, but now I'm feeling really solid. It's in a really great place, and through playing the short film at different festivals throughout the year. Uh, I now have interest from people in the industry here in Hollywood um, who are excited about reading the feature and, and getting that going. So the process is, um, you know, we're still in the development phase, um, but uh, because it's such a relevant idea, it it has the opportunity to kind of to be fast-tracked yeah. and, um, mm-hmm. and get into, you know, production next year so uh yeah we're looking we're going to be tied up with another film that uh in you know in my film my daughter plays my daughter yeah my daughter is an actress brilliantly, brilliantly. And, uh, so she's going to be doing a film later this year so we're, we're going to be tied up through the end of this year ah. anyway um so it gives some good time to kind of get things ready for the spring of next year uh, when you say you're in development uh for those of us who don't know what that means uh, what, at what point do you get this is a, a term that i've been trying to you know understand have someone attached to it so you know like you know if if a uh, a well-known actor says oh i gotta have this how do when does that sort of moment happen for you you know uh in the industry anything can happen any possible way and as much as somebody wants to say well this is the way that it happens it happens the other way all the time i so agree with you on that you you know you can uh you can bump into somebody or you can be friends with somebody and you can say, I got this idea for the script and they go, that's it. I love it. I'm attached. <laughs> now you let people know. Um, for me and uh, for this story, 
uh, you know, we're doing it in a way where um, I'm going to direct the, the feature and the same people who starred in the short are going to star in the feature. Uh, I've expanded out so many other roles. So there's opportunities for, for uh, other actors to come in and be attached. But, um, you know, uh, Clint Eastwood said this recently at the Telluride Film Festival about Sully. Um, you know, he talked about for him, he's in the unique uh, position to be able to really pick and choose the story and uh, the scripts that are that really speak to him. And he can make he can he's in the unique opportunity to make them the way he wants to make them, because, as he said, story is king. And um, I, I really love that, that he said that, because um, all of the great movies that we uh, that we love and Pixar does this too. They, they will never release a, um, a film until they get that script exactly where they want it to be. There's such a, um, there's such a feeling to rush things Mm -hmm. to get it out there for either one's own success, um, and, or for a company's ability to make money on it. And, and those things, frequently start to fall apart and the wheels are coming off as they get out there. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, if you um, are a fan of movies, you know, that there's so many movies uh, that come out and they're just, they're just, they weren't, there's so many problems with yeah. them, you know, uh, they just weren't that great. And the stories, this or that. So uh, for me, um, it's really about getting that script uh, to the right place before you give it to anybody uh, that you feel because if you're going to attach somebody, you get one shot, you know, and if they, uh, if you're going to work with a company, you get one shot, you know, you'd be very lucky for them to go, well, the script's okay, but gosh, I like them. <laughs> Let's yeah. work with them. You know, yeah. no, it's, it's going to be the other way. You know, the script's amazing. Uh, let's move forward and, and get this thing, uh, get this thing made. So. Uh, well, John, uh, I have a lesson for myself in that one because uh, I've written two scripts for my play, my film, and uh, it's obviously quite mediocre. Um, and well, listening to you, of course, most of the people on, on, on this podcast, they, they're working in marketing and big business, so they're not really doing films. And yet, I would subscribe to the idea that they need to be telling more stories. Mm. So I'm hoping that uh, in through thinking about what you're what you're saying that it will resonate. If you if you're you know have you ever dealt, dealt with storytelling from a commercial standpoint or brand standpoint? I have. You know what's funny is that when I was in college, I never really had anybody guiding me, and I was really drawn to the advertising world. I I actually majored in advertising and uh-huh. did a minor in business. I interned at an agency. Uh, for a while before I went into an acting direction, um, I was always acting on the side kind of. And, um, so the idea of branding has kind of always been there in the forefront of my mind as I've done my different projects, done my play, created, uh, artwork that told a story, artwork that, uh, lured, lured the audience in. And, um, you know, the, one of the most important things to me um, for branding myself was to always create quality. I value the people that will sit and watch my movie. I value the people that will sit and watch my play. I value my audience and, um, and, and I respect them and I respect their time. 
especially now having kids and knowing how little time you have to have a date night or to get out. Um, so to me, that's really important. And then to create something that is uh, always simple, um, yet striking and um, accessible. Uh, I, I frequently am um, amazed at how how many things uh, companies out there have something that is just it, it doesn't interact with you in a in an easy way, and I think that's uh, always a challenge. But it's a challenge that's worth taking to uh, create a brand and, and a and a visible online um, presence that we feel at home at. We can know our way around really easy. Um, so yeah, there's my marketing. I love it. Two cents. I love it. And I wish they could, you, they, everyone could see your smile beaming talking about <laughs> that. You know, the, the idea of, of crafting a great story in a profit or, you know, oriented organization, of course, is a challenge because they, as you were saying before, they kind of need to rush it out. And when you said, uh, give, I, I value my audience. Well, underneath that is you need to give value to your audience through the story. And if they don't see the value, then they're not going to buzz about it and talk about it, which is, you know, the best word of mouth. Um, speaking of the buzz, how are you? Because, I mean, obviously, rated is just anyone who's seen it just needs to talk about it. How are you trying to capture what's being the conversations that are happening around your short as it sits? Are, is that part of your game plan? And, and uh, you know, talk, talk, talk to us about your conversation gathering, your community. Yeah, um, I, I honestly, I, I feel like I could, I could be a little bit better about it. I've met other filmmakers who, uh, you know, they at, uh, after every single um, festival, they'll stand back there with an, a pad of paper and uh, ready to gather emails. Um, what I've done is I've created a presence online at uh, uh, with the website rated r a t e d the film. Dot com. Uh, I created a, a really a great trailer um, and uh, all the information that's on there. And as I start to switch from the short toward the feature, um, you know, I, I uh, will make it more engaging in that way. I have a lot of ideas on marketing the feature uh, that I want to share with whoever I end up working with. I think there's just so much fun that can be had with this idea. Um, that really could captivate a really large audience. And, uh, um, you know, the one thing that I've really, that has been really wonderful about the film festivals and uh, playing to different audiences all over the United States and around the world uh, has been listening to them and what they have to say and the interaction that they have with my story. Um, It's led to some really great ideas for the feature and it's also uh, led to just great ideas that I've kind of tucked away in terms of uh, marketing the film down the road. Um, they're just really intrigued by this idea. And also my approach to it. I've, I've, I've written the feature in a way where I believe it's going to be more accessible to a wider audience um, uh, because it, my film turned out to be, I, I didn't write it with this intention, but it turned out to be a film that you can bring your kids to go see. Right. You know, yeah, and it still has a very deep, striking social commentary, and yet it's still funny and uses humor. But anyone can see this film, and so, mm-hmm. and in having that, um, having my interaction with the audience, um, audiences all over, uh, has really just emboldened me with the idea to keep the feature in that vein. 
um, so that it's accessible to everyone. So uh, although I'm not gathering emails, I am definitely uh, telling everybody and sharing with everyone about um, about my short and about the film and about the feature and, um, you know, taking as many interviews and um, talking about as much as possible, thus branding my own yeah. uh, vision for Rated in the future. And I think that it's really important people in the branding marketing business. I know that as I tiptoed into that world with my own work is that I had to look at it. And we talked about this with value, but I had to look at it from a standpoint of uh, you can get really shy about it and you have to say to yourself, you know what, this is not about people saying, this is not about me saying, see me, see me, look at me, mm-hmm. okay, which is a lot of social things are right now. Right. This is about, hey, I have a story to tell. And whether you're marketing a, um, you know, a, a restaurant or, mm-hmm. or a particular product that you've made, or I have something that will be beneficial to your life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I want to share that with you because it's a positive thing for our world and for you, right. period. And, um, and I think if you approach it from that standpoint, then uh, you're already coming out a winner. And I think you'll develop uh, a presence that will make your product uh, a winner, whatever that product might be. Yeah, ironically, it's not about me. You, you've got this sort of bigger mission that you're on and that just brings you in. And when you talk about it, you're a little bit more wholesome. Because you know it's not just about me. It's about some bigger purpose, some some movement, some some need that society definitely is craving. Just um, a thought, just to share for that. I, I you know talking about interaction, I, I could just imagine, and this is just a crazy thought before we finish and allow you to go and get some shut eye. Mm-hmm. Um, what about doing a play where or some kind of film where people in the audience can actually change the voting? Mm-hmm. So that, you know, you craft it in such a way that an obvious pickup. So the voting is not done by you, the writer. The voting is done by the audience who then, you know, hits a little SMS and da-da-da-da. Up the vote to, you know, John, down the vote to Maggie or whatever. And 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 that way you, you sort of, you don't know how it's going to play out. Obviously, you, you would attempt to drive it certain ways and you create the moments for the ups and the downs but it, it, anyway just a thought <sighs> John. i think it's fun I know there's a lot of fun ideas yeah let's totally. put them in Yay! <laughs> uh, listen john um what be the, if anyone uh, is interested in uh, you, i've got the rate of the film.com anyway uh, what's the best way to follow you or get in touch with you if uh, if you have a way absolutely you can uh, we're out there on facebook instagram twitter and there um every handle is at rated the film, uh, R A T E D the film. And you can follow us there. I'm always, um, keeping everyone up to date on where we're at, where we're, what we're doing and how you can come and check out the film. It's a lot of fun. Beautiful. Love to have you. Thank you, John. Great. Now, thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch with you and, and following when rated the feature comes out, seeing you again uh, on the big screen. And, um, anyway, beautiful. Thanks. And go back to sleep. Absolutely. Thanks, mentor. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue Show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com, that's mindset with a Y, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter at forward slash subscribe. If you like the show, please do rate it in iTunes. That really makes my day. Happy trails and enjoy Josh Sachs's Painted Fingers. Oh, fill me with all your colors any different way. Read me up.
Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzwar, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, 
or use Brazilian jiu-jitsu in life. We've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information.